Hi, welcome to Tube to Table, the podcast about helping tube-fed kids become happy and healthy eaters. Every week, we will dive into the basics of tube weaning to help unravel the conflicting information families get from doctors, therapists, friends, and family. I'm Jenny, a feeding therapist, mom, and food lover. And I'm Heidi. I'm also a feeding therapist, and I love sharing meals with friends and family and helping kids learn to eat. Come with us as we share practical tips and provide real-world expert advice so that parents can help their little ones start their journey from feeding tube to family table. Hi, welcome back to Tube to Table. I'm Heidi, and I have Jamie with me today for today's episode, which we're calling When There's a Pause in Therapy. Jamie, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing good, you know, hanging in there as everyone is right now, but I'm feeling good. I'm glad we can keep doing all of these things and getting messages out to families and helping them out. We're still able to talk to a lot of our families remotely, which is awesome. So I feel like we've been able to really help a lot of families in that time. I think, yeah, it's been struggling. It's been a struggle for a lot of, a lot of different reasons. And you know, we've missed seeing some of the families in person, but I think we've already been set up set up to reach out to our families online. So that's one of the the things that's been helpful for us is that we're already set up to do some of this remotely. So we're glad that technology is letting us still reach out to all of you um, that have been listening to us. So we appreciate that. And anybody new we're finding, we appreciate you joining us too. Um, but one of the challenges is so many of our kids receive therapies that are on hold now mm-hmm. and therapists are struggling to figure out how to reach out to their kids and make sure that things are still going on. And, you know, so many people are homeschooling and there's task upon task upon task. Yeah. Parents are being asked to be teachers and being so asked much. to be nurses and therapists and all those things that moms and dads are already doing for their kids. So we wanted to um, maybe not add to the level of things and not give you more tasks to do as therapists, but maybe reframe a little of the things that everybody's doing every day to say, this is okay. Um, And some of the things that you need to do are therapeutic, whether they're actual official therapy or not. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about that on our social media too, and just kind of getting that message out there on there's so much going on right now. And like you said, teach families or parents are now teachers, therapists, at home, babysitters, nannies, everyone, they're having a million jobs. And so with, if your therapy is on pause or if you're getting teletherapy, but you're nervous, it looks different. I think we, as we were talking before this, we really wanted to put this together to be able to share with families. They're probably already doing a lot of what we would mm-hmm. recommend and to kind of give themselves a break and you know, remember that mealtimes are so much more than just building those oral motor skills or just building the bite size or those specific things that you might be targeting in therapy, which is great. But this is actually a really good time to work on those things that sometimes get put aside. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting when we come out on the other side. I think there's a lot of kids who are actually going to be well off Mm -hmm. because of this extra time they've got to spend with their families. And the mealtimes may not look as fancy. You may not be able to get all the foods that you're used to getting. Sometimes the brands might be different. Sometimes it may not match in the way that you think. Yeah. (laughs) 
But one of the things I love to say a lot is that family mealtimes should be more about the family than about the mealtime. Yes. Um, which makes me think of that Charlie Brown Thanksgiving episode where they had popcorn and pretzels and jelly beans <laughs> and toast or something yeah. like that. Which doesn't look like what we thought it was yeah. going to look like. But they loved spending time with each other when they really stopped and thought about it. So yeah. I think our first message is saying that if you're able to spend some time at the table or around the coffee table having a game night or at the picnic table, if you live in a place where you get to spend some time outside, that that time together is incredibly therapeutic and healing. If you can close the door on some of the emotions and feelings and frustrations that you have and take a breath and just say, we've been given this time mm-hmm. together. Um Maybe it wasn't what we asked for. Yeah, it's different. But that time together is so therapeutic and healing for um, some of the hard things that you guys have been through before. And so just taking a pause and a breath and remembering that is the first step. Yeah, I think that's that's a really important one. And that's something that I know I've been talking to a lot of my families in follow-up right now about because they do feel a little overwhelmed. But a lot of families have actually said that it's been a good time to be able to slow down. And Mm -hmm. parents who were commuting or not always home as much are now working from home and can have dinner together or can spend a little extra time having coffee and breakfast with their kids. And I think as obviously we're doing it for a strange reason, a lot of people can feel stressed from that. But in a way, it's that positive thing of Mm-hmm. We always talk to families about how mealtimes are about the togetherness, the comfort, the social engagement, and just really using that time that you have with them. And mm-hmm. you're working on things then. It might not seem like it because you're not in the clinic with your therapist, but you're working on you know, you're modeling foods for them. You're working on, like you said, different foods, I think is a really big one too, just because mm-hmm. with food and grocery stores, you might not always be getting exactly what you want. And that's a time where kids have to adjust just as adults do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think in a way, it's a really good thing that parents can have more time there. And I think, you know, we've talked to some of our families in follow-up too, um, but I think this is in follow-up or leading up to it, that kids can get kind of stuck on preferred things. And as parents who want their kids to eat, and want them to enjoy it. I think a lot of times parents give in or get stuck in giving the same foods over and over again. And it's a nice time to have a natural consequence of saying, I'm sorry, this is what we have. You know, either they don't have the, you know, the specific pancake that you've done in the toaster. So it's the time every time, the same every time, but maybe you can make pancakes and make them smaller, or maybe you can do it in a fun way and um, put them out in like cookie cutter pieces or something that, um, but it may just be a time. It may just have to be a natural thing of just saying, I'm sorry, this is what we have. Um, and if they don't eat, then it's okay. Exactly. They don't eat the, you know, um, of, of just knowing that that's an opportunity to put something new in front of them. And if they don't, if they don't eat it, that's still an important part of the process we work on our kids with in the preparation and follow-up of there's going to be times when it's not a favorite. Yeah. And I think that's really important for families to remember too, because once again, you're working on things and it's not your child has to get used to it. You have to get used to it. But having that time of being able to actually get kids out of that funk gear and kind of get them unstuck on certain things. And, you know, everyone is going to respond a little different right now to eating. I mean, 
as adults, you might be a little off your routine or you might be eating more snacks than normal or more sweets because it makes you feel good. And that's okay. And I think that that's just important, as we say in almost every episode, that if we're doing that for ourselves, we just need to make sure that we're letting the kids do that too. And if that means that the opposite of what you're saying, where maybe a more adventurous eater is now a little bit more picky or a little bit has some of those preferred foods, if they're available, that's okay too. They're not, it's not a regression if they might be eating a little less things during this time. Yeah, for sure. I think a regression is probably everybody's like question that we've gotten a lot about that. And I think just because it's different doesn't mean that it's a regression. You know, Mm -hmm. we're all seeking some comfort, like you said, and I think that's okay to allow your kids to have. Um, I think it's also a good time to, um, to start some routines maybe that you need now that you used to rely on school or daycare or, you know, a couple of other places to have those routines. I, I think even if they're less stringent, I do think this is a great time to work on routines for you as a family because I think everyone's finding that it's helpful as a family to have at least some broad um, routines for everybody to know. This is going to be breakfast. This is going to be yeah. playtime. This is going to be craft time. This is going to be outside time. This is going to be yeah. living room time or basement time. Or, yeah. You know, whatever. Give yourself some routines and structures, and that will be helpful for meals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at home, you might not have needed to do that yeah. before. And that's a great thing to practice. Yeah. And it could be something, again, like that's a big thing that we work with families a lot on. That's probably something that if you are working with a therapist remotely, even just in feeding therapy right now, have that conversation with them and talk to them about if you're used to seeing your therapist in a clinic, that's okay. But have this conversation about how can I, this might be a good time to start that Mm -hmm. coaching conversation or that conversation about how can we start to implement some of these at home? Because again, I think just as kids get stuck, we might get stuck as therapists or as parents in that routine of going to the clinic, coming home, going somewhere. And as we know, because we always are seeing kids in the home, like it's so important to have that carryover. So this might actually be a really good time that you could focus and talk with your therapist about how can, now that I have more time, how can I help this carryover Mm -hmm. here? One thing that therapists are often really good at is helping you structure that, um, schedule in a way that your child is going to understand. Yeah. So if you are receiving teletherapy, you might ask them specifically, you know, is it helpful for me to download some pictures to symbolize those things? Would it help to have some objects and you just have a thing on the table that when the paintbrush comes out, it's going to be craft time (laughs) when it's, you know, how do you do that in a way that's visual that your child can understand what's coming um, and therapists are often great at coming up with some creative ways for mm-hmm. for you to help your child see that there's still a schedule to the days, even if you're at home yeah. um, doing other things. If you are, are doing online therapy, I think there's a lot of great evidence that online therapy can do some good um, if you're willing to be a little creative and your therapist is willing to be a little creative. So if they're reaching out to you for that, that they may have some great ideas to help you implement things too. Yeah. And it might look different than what you're used to, you know, like, especially if you're not used to early intervention coming into your home, or if you're not used to a therapist working in your home or working with you in your home and routines, it's going to look 
different as is everything at this time. So just accepting that and being able to like talk to your therapist about if you're concerned with that or like if you have other kids that you also need to, you know, you can't spend all of your day working on this. And that's what we're talking. I know we were talking about that earlier is where we're having a lot of families who are thankful that they're able to do some of this home stuff because it actually takes off some of that stress of focusing on the eating, you know, and Mm -hmm. don't feel like just because you're not getting therapy, you're not doing anything because you're doing a lot and you're doing probably an awesome job at it. And so just remembering that and remembering that it's, it's okay to just have this time of comfort and togetherness with your family. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the tips that, uh, that I am thinking about is number one, remembering that you're working on a lot of things Mm -hmm. already. So don't feel like you need to add in one more thing if you just can't do it. That's okay. I think working on variety and new situations and settings is probably helpful for a lot of kids. So don't feel like you have to run to the store 11 times to find just the exact thing. It's just remembering that you are working on something by by not having the same things available that you're used to having. Mm -hmm. Um, I think being Um, reaching out to your therapist if that's an availability is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think the last thing is that I think we're all going to find out that we're stronger than we think. Yeah. You know, I think everyone's finding out that you're more creative than you think, you're stronger than you think, and your kids are stronger than you think. Absolutely. I love that. This is resilience building for kids. And that's one of the things we struggle with with a lot of our kids on feeding tubes is that resilience piece and this is how you get it. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't the way I would have chosen for everybody yeah, to get of it. Of course. Um, but I think in the long run that that this is something that I'm hoping that we all can look back and say, I, I did okay, I did it. Mm-hmm. My kids did it and we're okay. Yeah. I love that message. I think that's a really important message to kind of if you're listening to this, kind of the take home message here and just keep telling yourself that and give yourself a break remember that this is actually could be a great thing for your kid and for your whole family and being at home and having this time together. And like you said, just building that resilience and having that time to do that. And I think this, I agree with you. I think it's a great attitude to have with everything going on. And I think I'm super proud of our families of kids with tubes because truthfully, you have a leg up. Yeah, you've already weathered some hard things that other people didn't have to weather, and mm-hmm. you are coming out the other side, and you're coping. And just thinking back to what got you through some of your past difficult times, I think is going to be a helpful tool as well. So just remembering that you can do this; you've done it before. Um, reach out to us; we're happy to help on social media. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us there. Definitely, we'll be posting just so everyone knows, kind of posting some more videos and tips and general tips and stuff for kids of with tubes, without tubes, just a lot of general information throughout this time. So yeah, definitely, if you have any questions, feel free to to reach out to us Mm -hmm. on any of those. And if you have any other questions, um, things you'd like us to cover in future episodes, um, and as always, reach out to uh, or leave a note or uh, rate us on wherever you got podcasts that helps other people find us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just hope to hear from you soon. Hang in there. And we're um, actually impressed with what we're seeing of all the people that we're working with already. So absolutely. Nicely, nice job, everybody. Hang in there and hug your kids. Yeah, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you next time. All right, bye, Heidi. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Tube to Table podcast. Every week, we're going to share our show notes at thrivewithspectrum.com. In the show notes, you can find a summary of what we discussed and links to all the resources that we mentioned. Also, you can visit us on social media and Instagram and Facebook. We can be found at Thrive with Spectrum. And on Twitter, you can find us at Thrive with SP. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know if you have any input or any topics that you'd really like to see us address. We'll be back next week.